0: Oh, man, it's so good to see all of you. My name is Brandon. I'm the pastor here, and it is an incredible Sunday. Why? Football is back, baby. The Patriots play at 425, and I am beyond excited for some football. Um, On top of that, it's also baptism. Listen, you guys are getting a treat today. We got football, we got baptisms, and we're continuing in our series called One another, where we've been looking at community. And the Bible has a lot to say on what community is and what it should look like when it's healthy and functioning properly. Uh, See, the church isn't meant to just be an hour on your Sunday. The church is meant to be a family for every day. That's what the church is meant to be. And one of the ways that we see the church and this family and this community described in the Bible is through what's called one another statement. So God said, listen, my people we're full of mistakes. We're going to need a lot of help. So I'm going to teach you. I'm going to show you what it looks like to have healthy community through one another statements. For example, maybe it's serve one another. Maybe it's encourage one one another. Maybe it's challenge one another. Maybe it's teach one another. Or like last week, maybe it's love one another. And Romans chapter 12 verse 9 says this, don't just pretend to love others. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Really love them. Hate what is wrong and hold tightly to what is good. And why do we do that? Well, we do that because we were loved first. That Jesus loved us even in our darkest moments. We love others because that sets us apart as followers of Jesus. We love others so that they will see Jesus in us. But healthy biblical community in God's family, it doesn't just stop there. And the best way I know how to show this is, especially because it's Football Sunday, how many Patriots fans do we have in the room? Just really quick, put your hands up high, proud. Okay, if you didn't raise your hand, get out. (laughs) Get the heck out. No, we're so glad you guys are here, kind of. But listen, as Patriots fans, right? No matter the good, no matter the bad... (laughs) right, no matter the Super Bowls with Tom or watching Tom win a Super Bowl, the losing seasons, we're all in on this team. We're all in on the New England Patriots. We're loyal, we're committed, we're enthusiastic for the New England Patriots. And another way to describe this is we're devoted to the New England Patriots. We're devoted fans. And in the same way, followers of Jesus are called to be devoted to one another. And there's three specific things that we should be devoted to. Devoted to one another and three specific things that we should be devoted to, and we're going to look at those this morning. I want you all to open up your Bibles, go to Acts chapter 2. We were there last week, Acts chapter 2, it'll be on the screens as well. Pull pull it up in your Bible app, open up, we have physical copies on the seats in front of you. Um, But here's kind of what's going on to just remind you. One of Jesus' disciples, his name's Peter, he has just delivered a killer sermon just absolutely delivered and, and shared his heart and shared, his, shared Jesus with all of these people. And in that moment when he wraps up his teaching, 3,000 people turn from their sin and start following Jesus. Okay, 3,000 people. And that's where we're going to pick it up. In Acts chapter 2, verse 41, those who believed what Peter said were baptized And added to the church that day about 3,000 in all. Now, verse 42. All the believers devoted themselves. Listen, this this is what we're talking about today. Devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and to fellowship, and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. Three things. The Bible's crystal clear on what followers of Jesus need to be devoted to. And it extended so much further than just showing up to church on Sunday. It was a, vo- a, a devotion to something that was so much larger than themselves. And what blows my mind, what blows my mind is what we're going to talk about today. This isn't groundbreaking. This isn't rocket science. Like some of us, I know, For so long, especially in COVID, we we felt lonely, we felt maybe depressed, we felt anxious, we felt isolated. And and maybe even now we're we're back in church and you still look around and you're just like, I feel alone. I just long for some healthy community. And listen, all it takes is being devoted to these three things. These three simple things we're going to talk about today. Devote yourself to these three things. And watch what God does. Watch how that community that you've been longing for starts to show up. And the first one is this they devoted themselves to biblical teaching. They devoted themselves to biblical teaching. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings. Just like us as Patriots fans in Bill, we trust right? Whatever Bill Belichick is preaching in that locker room, I'm all in. I am all in on what he is teaching. And as followers of Jesus, if we're not committed to biblical teaching, if we're not committed to actually living the way the Bible tells us to live, we're not actually following Jesus. We're not. And here's why. Jesus was and is the literal embodiment of Of the Word of God. Jesus was the literal embodiment of the Word of God. And we see that in the Gospel of John. This was written by Jesus' closest friend, John. John chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. Listen to this. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God, and God created everything through Him. And nothing was created except through Him. And the Word gave life to everything. That was created and his life brought light to everyone and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. The word that's being described right here in John chapter 1 is Jesus. It's Jesus. When Jesus was living on earth, he was the physical embodiment of every promise, every truth and everything that we find in our Bibles. And our goal at Grace Church, it's not to teach you all a moral code. My goal on Sunday is not to teach you, here's what you need to be a better person. But my goal is to show you the person of Jesus. To show you how he lived. To show you how he loved. To show you how much he sacrificed. To show you how he served. To show you how much he cares for you. And everything that we do, everything that we teach, it's all about him. It's all about Jesus. And devoting yourself to biblical teaching, it isn't about just living a good life or just being good people. It's It's about devoting your lives to look, sound... And, and be more like Jesus. That's the goal. And so if we want to look more like Jesus, the next thing we have to do as followers of him is we have to devote ourselves to fellowship with other believers. Devote ourselves to fellowship with other believers. And Acts chapter 2, verse 42 says this. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and, and to fellowship and in sharing meals, including the Lord's Supper. Can I just stop really quick and just challenge us all with something? Because I, I, I really believe you can be in a room full of people and feel alone. I believe that you can be sitting in this room right now looking around at everyone and still not be close to anyone. Fellowship with other people, it's not about being in the same room. It's intentionally connecting. This is not fellowship. What happens out in the lobby, that's fellowship. Does that make sense? Listen to how Paul describes fellowship to the church in Rome in Romans chapter 12, verses 10 and 13. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. I love that. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Our devotion to biblical teaching and Jesus should lead us directly into fellowship with other people because that's what Jesus did. That is exactly what Jesus did. He ate meals with people. He laughed with people. He talked with people. He did life with people around him. And if there's one thing that COVID taught us over the last year and a half, it's that Zoom calls don't replace this. Zoom calls do not replace this. Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok cannot replace this. And if we're being honest, even online church can only go so far. We need face to face fellowship with one another. And the last area that we need to be devoted as followers of Jesus, and and I know I've said that quite a few times. I've said, as followers of Jesus, this is what you need to do. Listen, if you're in this room right now and you're not following Jesus, you haven't said, Jesus, I want you to, to guide the rest of my life. I'm all in on you. Listen. I can't hold you to the same standard as somebody that is following Jesus. You're not held to that standard because you're not on the team yet. I can't hold a fan in the stands to the same rules as a player on the field. So as followers of Jesus, this is what we need to be devoted to, but I think we let this slip so often, and that's be devoted to prayer. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. And to prayer. I want to ask you this morning, don't answer me out loud, but I want you to think, are you devoted in your life to prayer right now? Not just when you need something from God. Not just when life is good. Not just when I lead you in prayer on Sunday or Tashana leads a prayer on Sunday, but prayer as a lifestyle. Prayer as a never-ending conversation between you and God because 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 to 18, listen to what it says. It says, always be joyful, never stop praying be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus when we're devoted to prayer and praying together we're reminded that we don't have to tackle life alone but we try to so so often one of my favorite things about prayer I know it's, it's overwhelming sometimes to think, how do I never stop praying? Well, there's a lot of different ways that we can pray. And this is what I love about prayer. Maybe for you, maybe for you, it's finding a person each and every week that you're praying with on the phone, in a coffee shop, in your home, but you're sitting down and you guys are praying with each other and you're praying for each other. You're saying, God, listen, what, here's a struggle I have right now. Will you, will you pray for me? And you sit there and you pray for each other. Maybe for you, it's, it's actually you just need to develop a more consistent pattern in your life of prayer. And maybe that means you have to set an alarm on your phone or something. At 2.30 every day or during your lunch break every day, you're going to stop and you're going to intentionally pray. You're going to devote yourself to praying during that time period each and every day. Day. Maybe it's just developing the habit, and I, this is something I'm still working on, of instead of saying, yeah, I'll pray for you, stopping and actually saying, let's pray right now. Let's pray right now. When you see that friend on Facebook that, that writes that long post and you type, I'll pray for you, instead pick up your phone and call them and actually pray for them. That's devoted to prayer, because if I'm being honest when I type, I'll pray for you, I forget a lot of the time. I do. Life's busy. Be intentional. Be devoted in that prayer. Maybe for you it's coming here Tuesday mornings for our prayer gathering from seven thirty to 8 15. You devote yourself and say for those 45 minutes every single week I'm gonna I'm gonna take my morning a little slower. I'm gonna get to work a little bit later because I want to devote those 45 minutes to praying into prayer. Romans chapter 12 verse 12 says rejoice in our confident hope. Who is our confident hope? Our confident hope is Jesus. The fact that he was murdered on a cross, buried in a tomb, rose three days later so that you and I could spend eternity with God. That is our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. It's a gift that you and I have that each and every moment of the day we can talk to the creator of the universe When you stop and think about the fact that we can talk to the creator of the universe in heaven each and every day and yet so often we don't, why? Why are we not devoted to that? It's why at Grace Church we do this every single week. We're going to pray multiple times during our service, during our time together because we're devoted to prayer at Grace Church. And we believe that God does incredible things when we pray. We believe that God can help you with your anxiety. We believe that God can help you battle that depression. We believe that God will supply and give you everything that you need in your life. We believe that God hears every single one of our prayers, no matter how big or small. And when the followers of Jesus in the book of Acts, when they devoted themselves to these three things, prayer, biblical teaching, and fellowship with other believers. Listen to what happened. Listen to the result. Acts chapter 2, verses 43 to 47. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Listen, I I don't know much, but what I do know is I want to be a part of something like that. If that's what community looks like, I'm all in. If that's what happens when we devote ourselves to three things, fellowship with each other, prayer, and biblical teaching, I'm all in. I'm all in. Because it led those people to tremendous acts of, of generosity, where nothing was their own, where they shared everything, where they didn't even own property, where they saw a need and they said, listen, I don't even have to think about this. I'm going to go meet that need. It led them to sincere expressions of worship where they worshiped together. They couldn't get over how good God was. They couldn't get over how much Jesus loved them. And so all they could do was worship together. And it led to the spiritual change in the lives of their friends, family, and neighbors. Their radical lifestyles, people were seeing it and saying, I don't know what that is, but I want that. And the Lord added to their number every day. Because people saw what healthy biblical community looked like and said, I want that. I want that. And this is what a community looks like when followers of Jesus are devoted to those three things. And one of the things that's so cool about our service today is that we're going to see some people take the first big step when it comes to following Jesus, when it comes to devoting their lives to Jesus. In Acts chapter 2, verse 41, I'm going to go back there. It says, Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. See, before before these, this community devoted themselves to those three things, they did two things before that. They believed in Jesus, and then they were baptized. They heard about who Jesus was, what he had done. They believed in him, and they turned from their sin or, or or disobedience to god and selfishness towards others and said i'm going to follow jesus and their next step was to immediately be baptized this was a sign for them to show outwardly an inward change that had happened that had happened listen baptism doesn't earn you any extra grace it doesn't put another jewel on your crown in heaven or give you extra favor with God, but it is a symbol of our devotion to him in that we're going to follow him for the rest of our lives. It's sort of like this, okay? I want you to, uh, a wedding ring, right? I put this ring on my finger when I got married, okay? But if I take it off my finger, I'm not suddenly single, Right? Imagine if that is how it worked, though. (laughs) I'm not suddenly single just because this ring is off my finger. Because this ring isn't my marriage. It's a symbol of my marriage. And when I wear it, it means a lot to my wife because it's a symbol to her and everyone else that I belong to her. And she belongs to me. And baptism is similar. Baptism doesn't make us right with God. That's just water and chlorine. There's nothing special about that water. It's not some gateway to a relationship with God. But what it is, is a symbol of my relationship with God. And today we have a few people that have decided they need to take that step. That's their next step, is to be baptized. To show God and all of us, look, I'm all in. For the rest of my life on following Jesus, the person I was before, the person I was before I, I I I went under this water, that person is gone. The person that comes up, that is a new creation that's following Jesus. And I want to talk to as the worship team gets set. I want to talk to three different groups of people in this room. Talk to three different groups of people, and the first one. The people in this room that are following Jesus, but not baptized. The following Jesus, maybe you've been following Jesus for a long time, maybe recently, but you have not taken the step of baptism yet. You can take that step today. Listen, we got shirts, we got shorts, we got towels. And I don't care if you're 10 years old or 80 years old, if you've never been baptized, but you're following Jesus, you can take that step Today, and it's nothing to be embarrassed about. It doesn't matter if you've been following Jesus for 40 years and you've never been baptized. Today's the day. Today's the day to be baptized. It's an opportunity for us to show I have decided to follow Jesus. This isn't my parents' decision, this isn't my grandparents' decision. I personally have decided to follow Jesus for the rest of my life. If that's you, we want to baptize you today. The second group I want to talk to is maybe you're not following Jesus and you have not been baptized. But maybe today God worked in your heart and you said to yourself, I'm ready to follow Jesus. And I pray, I pray that's happened today. And if that's you, here's what I want you to do really quick. We're going to pray together just in your seat. I want you to just pray this prayer. If you're ready to turn from your sin, your your selfishness, your disobedience to God and commit your life to follow him for the rest of your life, if you're ready to take that step, will you pray this prayer with me right now? God, I have disobeyed you. I've been selfish towards others. God, I've been running. I know that without Jesus, I'm lost. So I ask you to be the Lord of my life. Amen.